this is Candice Wu, and you are listening to the Embody Podcast. And today's episode is one that is very special to me. I am currently still in Bali, Indonesia, and I have spent about six weeks in very deep spiritual and emotional transformation. And what I mean is going into the thick of my inner world, feeling all the tough feelings, sensing what what it all means to me and who I'm becoming. And you, if you've followed along, you might have heard about spiritual crisis, existential crisis, and spiritual flu, all of the experiences that I've been having and sharing with you. And now I'd like to just share that I still have been experiencing cleansing in the same way that I've spoke about in all of those previous episodes, in the spiritual crisis episodes that a lot of what I'm experiencing is cleansing through. And whenever I experience something uncomfortable like depression or anxiety, I have stayed with myself and reminded myself that it's just something that's cleansing out and something that my soul wants me to look at. So it brings it to the surface. And often it's brought it to my physical body, but definitely to my emotional state and to my energy as well. So with all of that, I've been going through many ups and downs and just stayed grounded in knowing that this is all meant to bring me to a deeper knowing of myself and more opportunity for expansion in myself. And through all those questions, if you've been listening in of who am I now or what do I value now? What do I even, who am I even now? It's brought me even more clarity more openness and I've been even more comfortable not knowing who I am and exploring all the different tools that are available to me in this moment. All the different ideas that I have, I've just released and given up and given in so that I can receive whatever new information is here for me now. Because what I know deeply is that whenever I heal, another aspect of me the ideas in me change. What I wanted before isn't what I want now. And so with that, I want to bring this lovely conversation of listening to intuition to you because it's been so pertinent to me on my path. Before we jump in, I just want to share my gratitude for all of you listening and all of you who have supported me by way of just encouraging words or sharing your feedback about a podcast or an idea that I've brought up or even offering a donation. I appreciate all of that so much. And if you'd like to do so, please feel free to email me at embody at Whether that's your feedback or to offer a donation through PayPal, all of it helps me to continue to be able to offer these podcasts to you. And without further ado, let's jump in. About six weeks ago, I received the question, how do I know if I'm listening to my intuition? How do I know what I'm listening to in order to make a decision? And at first I thought this is quite an easy question to answer. And then I realized it wasn't as easy as I thought because what I'm doing in my practice is supporting myself and others in developing their intuition but I'm using it so much moment to moment that I'm not quite thinking about a broader scale of what other people could be doing 
to develop their intuition or what's happening. And so when I'm working with my clients, I sense into something and, and support them in sensing into what the deeper knowing is for them, working very one-on-one and individually. So this podcast today is a culmination, a collection of pieces that I've collected over time about intuition and how to cultivate intuition and trust in yourself to know what level of yourself you're listening to and what part of you is the part to take action from. Of course, these are the ways that I've developed and I want to share them with you, but I also want to open this opportunity for you to explore how you develop your intuition and what ways have worked for you. We are all different and we come with different gifts and technologies. So what I have to say isn't necessarily going to work for everybody, but it might just open up what's in you. The first thing that comes to me with intuition and developing intuition is making space. Specifically, right now, what I mean is letting go of attachments to previous ideas that we've had about what was right for us, what's right for other people, what we should do, and where we should spend our time. We have so many shoulds, and that all comes from other people's ideas, and then we've internalized them as our own, or a past idea that we've had, and a commitment to that past idea where we just carry it through and think that this is what we ought to be doing. What I found with intuition is that it might have nothing to do with what you think should happen and what you previously thought should happen. Intuition needs a very open and non-judgmental space without the attachment to a previously set idea and a previously set intention, or judgment. We are constantly evolving and transforming, or at least something in us wants to. And one of the ways that we stop our evolution is by anchoring to something in the past that we thought we wanted for ourselves, and then just trying to play it out, trying to push it through. Or anchoring to an idea that, of who we are that we've had that we need to uphold or that we want to prove. So if we look at what we thought was a good idea for us or what we needed to do, we might look at the things that were behind it. Why did we choose those things and why do we believe that we need to continue them right now? I know that whether or not I can find the deeper reason for something that I've chosen for myself, if I can release the bind and the really tight hold on those ideas, then I can receive the fresh information that wants to make its way to me right now. The messages that are inside of me that whisper to me and draw me towards something new or draw me towards seeing what's not right about a situation that I'm in or a relationship that I'm in or something that I just need to heal and look at. This brings me to releasing our bind to commitments and agreements that we've made. It's like hitting the refresh button on the browser. If we don't refresh and just see what else is here, and we just stick with what was going on before and the commitment we've made, that we might miss out on new information that tells us something else. 
that tells us what we deeply desire now or what we need to do for ourselves at this moment. I have had to look at my commitments and how I've made commitments and stuck with them. And I've overvalued commitment in some cases. And I think that that comes from a level of overvaluing commitment in society. There's obviously also the opposite, the undervaluing of commitment and perhaps not taking responsibility for our actions or what we've agreed to and how that plays out. But what I'm speaking to today is overvaluing commitment so much that I might beat myself up for not fulfilling something that I've agreed to or not holding up my end of the rope where I've said I would, where I might say, I'm, am I just quitting? Or that I'm judging myself for wanting something else. And sometimes I won't even let myself want something different because I've agreed to something so, um, so hard. And commitment is great when it's what you want. Commitment is beautiful when you're learning something there, if it's, even if it's challenging and you know there's something here for you. It feels great when I've made a commitment that truly aligns with me and each day that I check in with it, it still aligns with me and it's still aligning that day and the next day. And it's a good check to see when it doesn't and why and what it means about where I'm headed or what I need now. The most important part of shifting out of a commitment in my life has been looking at why I want to leave something that I've agreed to or change something that I've agreed to. And when I look at why, what I find is that it's a deeper desire to know myself and to be on the path of myself rather than trying to force myself into a box at that point. What was good before for me What was good in the past may not have been good at that moment. And when we see that in ourselves, the best thing to do is to honor that and respect that because it respects the deeper desire and it respects all the people around you to be honest to that. I've noticed a part of me where I think I'm going to make this work or I need to make this work. It comes from force and fear. And it comes from thinking that I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or betray someone and that I can't handle it and I can't take responsibility for it or that it will become a judgment on me. And when I shift out of those, heal those parts of me and actually let myself give acknowledgement to the deeper desire that I have, it turns out to be the thing that I wanted to happen or the right thing for me, which also gave me a lot of growth. So in making space for intuition, I've realized that releasing my need to hold on to commitments and agreements has helped me to see what new information wants to come through for me at this moment. Because sometimes the information is contrary to the life that I've created already, and it turns me in another direction completely. And if I'm holding on to agreements and commitments for fear that it will bring judgment on me or I will judge myself, then I miss out on even sensing and knowing and hearing the new information about what's changed in me and what's ready to shift and where I'm ready to go. 
Another thing that I've found in making space for intuition is shifting out of morality, of right and wrong, and um, not generalizing what I think and believe to the rest of the world, but looking at my individual experience and seeing personally what's right for me. Because what's right for me might be the wrong thing for someone else in this situation. And that has to do with what I'm here for at a deeper level spiritually. I'm constantly reminding myself I don't know why each person is here on earth right now and what they're learning and what is in it for each person in each situation. And so when I just sense that for myself, it gives me a lot of freedom because I know that I'm on a journey and a path that each situation has something at its essence for me to grow into or learn or play with and expand into. Instead of looking at things as good or bad, I'm seeing things now as when is that helpful and when is it not helpful? And how can that bring wisdom and how can it turn ugly? And so even things like alcoholism, for example, I have seen when I'm working with family constellations in a family system where there's been some alcoholism, that often the alcohol was the way to survive and it brought wisdom in that moment. But then at some point it shifted to dysfunction or it became very toxic. So every single thing that we can use as a tool outside of us and inside of us is something that can help us. But also if it's not set for the right time, it's not serving us at this moment, it might be the wrong thing. There's a quote, the right thing at a wrong time is a wrong thing. And it's by Joshua Harris. And to me, it says a lot because what I feel is right might not be the right thing if it's the wrong timing. And I'm using the words right and wrong right in the midst of saying, let's shift out of morality. But what I'm using it for is speaking to what's aligned and what is integrated specifically for me at this moment and what's not. And to me, that means every single emotion, every resource has its place. At some moments, it's the best thing and it's going to help me now, even in an unlikely situation or an unlikely thing could help me now. But if I keep doing it and keep staying in this moment and using it maybe too much, it might be the wrong thing at some point. So if we shift out of what's good and bad and right and wrong and into all experiences, all tools and resources, and all emotions have a place and have a a way of giving us something in each moment, then we're able to tap into all possibilities and everything here that we can sense into as something that can support us. But it all depends on what specifically is needed and integrated in that moment. My intuition might tell me something that has no sense in the world of logic or in the world of right and wrong, good and bad. Clearing my inner space of the need to have right and wrong or good and bad helps me to be able to 
feel into and receive whatever the messages are that are there for me from the inside. A fourth thing that has helped me clear space is to heal the parts of me that have been incomplete or that have held different limiting beliefs that seem to tug on me now. And some of the ways that I do that is working with the whole body and energy so that I can clear up, not just from thinking about things, but from my whole body, what's held in my cells, all of the beliefs that seem to block me from receiving and all of the judgments that I have internally. So I work with my inner critic, my inner perfectionist. I work with uh, the younger child in me and all the parts of me that seem to get triggered in situations now that distract me or block me from being able to see a larger picture. The way that I see my healing is that a lot of the experiences that seem to trigger me or the beliefs that I have that bring me suffering seem to be experiences that have been incomplete and locked into a past situation that it didn't get completion. And so that comes from my childhood or a past experience that kept repeating itself with experiences that don't seem to have a resolve in my personal life. I have found a way to resolve them through family constellations or other soul and spiritual work with the ancestry and what's been passed down to me in my lineage, as well as my sense of past life and what energies that I came in with in this life and how I see the world because of those beliefs and energies. So in a way, I could describe some of my experiences as being stuck in time. For example, when I was younger, um, I needed a lot more love and attention than I perceived that I got. And as I coped with that, I wasn't able to receive what I wanted to and thought I had to cope with it in certain ways. And I did. And then being an adult, I'm still using those same survival mechanisms, such as pleasing people to get love or um, having to be perfect in order to be seen and acknowledged as a good, good person and to receive attention or value. And those don't work anymore. At least they bring a lot of dysfunction in my life and um, suffering. So it seemed like those parts of me were stuck in time. And as I went back into certain parts of me that still exist now, so it's not necessarily dwelling on the past, but looking at what's still present now, working with the young child in me that needed that love and still needs it, I can complete what's wanting completion now by giving the kind of love that I needed. So that's just one example of completing something that's stuck in time and that lives out now. And when I find that something is stuck in time like that for me, it might be something that takes away from the space that I have to receive what's here and now. But in restoring and healing that, I reclaim that space and reclaim the inner sense that knows it needed to feel that love. So there's something in that that needed to develop over time and develop its trust in itself. So with all of that healing, what I found is that it's a continual process. Number one, it's not 
ever done, but that I found a lot more presence and sense of home in myself here and now. And also a feeling of trust that those parts of me that get triggered and are expressing itself or wanting some expression were the right thing for that piece of myself that needed completion. So even if I have like a nightmare that is really challenging to look at or thoughts that seem quote unquote negative, these are all clues to what wants some completion inside of me, which will inevitably at the end of it lead me step by step into more trust for myself and more inner space to receive what's present now. So all of these ways that I've described so far are pieces of how I cultivate space for developing intuition and along the way that is part of the process in developing intuition. But now I want to shift gears into when you receive information, if you're listening inwardly or listening in some capacity and you're receiving some thought or information or some words or a sense of something that guides you in some way or is meant to guide you how do you know if it's something to listen to how do you know if it's the right thing for you at this time or if it's just something else so there are so many levels of us that are giving us information at all times some of those levels are the level of the mind our thoughts our emotions the heart our gut maybe our body our energy, and then what people might call spirit or soul. And there are some people who differentiate both spirit and soul. That's a whole lot of things. That's a whole lot of layers of who we are. In yoga, there's a system of the koshas, which is the levels of our being, the levels of our physiology that um, go from physical body to spiritual. And that encompasses the physical body, the energy body, the mental body, the soul, the individual soul level and uh, awareness level of each of our beings, and then pure consciousness or spirit, as some people might call it. I don't want to complicate things too much and go into too much detail with all of those, but today I'd like to offer something simpler that really helps me to sense what level of myself I'm listening to and what's speaking and what it is really saying and how it can inform the choice I want to make next. And this process is getting to the essence of why I want something or what is the energy behind the information that I'm receiving. So if I have some sense or thought of what I might want to do or what feeling I'm getting in terms of a decision I'm making, I check in with myself to feel into that. First of all, a lot of times my intuition is a whisper, and it comes to me very quietly and subtly, but quickly. It comes so quickly sometimes and so quietly sometimes that I might miss it. And so it's a process of listening and slowing down and catching it so that I don't just disregard the information I'm receiving. So opening to listening and catching the whisper of what I'm experiencing from the inside and then 
checking in with myself about how I feel when I hold or sense into that intuition. If it's directing me to make a certain choice, for example, then I might sense into that choice. And how does it make me feel? Do I feel love or excitement, peace? Do I feel fear, sadness? And it's not a one-to-one equation here. It's not that if I feel sadness, it's the wrong answer, or if I feel fear, it's the wrong answer. It's to go a step further with it. If I feel fear, what is the nature of the fear? Is it that I'm meant to face this fear and it's just showing up on the pathway to what I want and need? Or is it showing me this is not a good choice for me right now? It's not the right thing. And if it is fear, let's say, I might dialogue with that fear from a heart-centered place, not from my logical mind, but sensing in and asking and listening versus asking myself and trying to think about it. So I might say to my fear, what do you need or what are you afraid of? And just listen. I might spend some time feeling into the sense of fear in my body before asking the questions so that I can get really in tune or see this part of me, if I can visualize it, if it had an image, a color, a shape, or it looked like an object, what would it look like? And just connecting with it in all of the ways of the senses. So I let that take me where it needs to go and then see what comes of it. So I have no idea what will come of it usually. And often it clears something up and then at the end of it, I'm able to see much more and either return to the first intuition I had, the, the whisper of what I wanted or what some part of me thinks I should do. And then I check in again and let my knowing come from a new place where there's been a new healing, where the fear's released. If I'm sensing into that intuition and I feel just pure love and excitement or expansion, I also see what that feels like and stay with it for some time to see if that's an aligned feeling with me or if it's bringing me new information for more healing or another message. With all of this said, it's not been something that came naturally to me at first to be able to sense even the love or the fear in me or the excitement. And what comes with that emotion of the sensations in my body that tell me that I'm tense or I'm feeling expansive. I've practiced over time feeling whether something makes me feel contracted or spacious inside. And it's a good practice to just do this with anything, with the food that you're eating, and just check, does my body want this? And do you feel a sense of a yes inside or an expansion or spaciousness or lightness, peace? However it is that your body tells you, yes, this is good, is something to be cultivated over time. And then when my body tells me it's a contraction, I check in with that a little deeper, as I've mentioned with the fear, is to look further. What is the contraction about? What's the energy behind that? So getting to the essence of the messages you're getting 
is a practice of staying with and a practice over time of knowing how your body communicates to you and what it's saying and when it's something that you need to look at further and when it's just something that you just trust. Which leads me to the idea of trust because all of this relies on some basis of trust that you actually trust your body or trust that you can go through the process of sorting out and understanding what messages you receive. And trust is also built over time. One of the more mental ways that I've looked at trust and developed trust in myself is to look at how things have worked for me in the past. The first time I thought to look at this was after reading the book, The Celestine Prophecy, by James Redfield. And in the book of, I think it's nine or 10 insights, one of the insights is to look at your life and connect the dots to how things have worked out for you. Have things worked out just easily? Have the best things, the most aligned things, been when your choice was out of ease? Or was it something that just landed into your awareness and happened very quickly and it was just the right thing? Or did it come with more thought and deliberation? So sensing into how things work for you specifically. When I did that process, what I found was things always worked out, number one. And for me, feeling into the fact that things have always worked out just healed up some of the fears of things not working out, me not having enough in the future, these fears that I've had, and other fears. It also showed me that the ways that things work out for me are often where I get a very quick inspiration. And it almost could be labeled as impulsive, but rather it's just information that I received right in the moment. And I didn't have to think much about it. I just knew. And when I stepped into it, it was wonderful. And then at some point, it changed. And the next wonderful thing wanted to show up. But every time something was great in my life, it actually happened in a very quick and non-decisive way where it just was a yes. An astrologer that I once had a reading from told me that for you, for me, if it's not an obvious yes, it's a no. And that just cleared things up for me to a large degree because I spent so much time in the maybe space, in this back and forth thinking. So when I find myself in the back and forth thought process it's usually that I don't have enough information yet at that moment. And at that moment, it's a no. But if I look at the back and forth and see what these two parts of me are saying and dialogue with both of them, for example, if one part of me is saying, yes, go with this decision, and the other part of me is saying, oh, but this, this, and this, then I listen and hear each part out and get deeper with the agenda and the fears and the purpose of each voice inside of me and what they need. And that usually leads me to that same process I spoke of earlier is getting to the essence behind the thought or the fear or what's showing up and gaining new information, healing whatever's there and clearing the space so that I can reassess again. 
And when I do look again, sometimes the answer is a yes, because I've just cleared up that inner dialogue that needed to resolve itself. And other times it's a clear no, and I don't need to think any more about it. I want to just note that it's not that I think that thinking is bad or that the mind and the mental process is not a good thing to use because it's absolutely one of the tools that we have. It's just that in my life, I've spent so much energy on the mental process and deliberating. And the growth for me has been to move towards sensing, intuition, and knowing from another place. And so I've shifted even in my life towards just checking in with my body or using a pendulum, which is another tool as an extension of the body and the energy to let me know if at a very deep level it's aligned with me or not. And I just free myself of the need to think about things and the need to know the logic behind my inner intuition And that just frees me up to trust myself even deeper. And so it's little by little building that trust within myself. And if this is something that you want to cultivate, just being gentle to cultivate it slowly over time. Listen to those whispers. Check with yourself and maybe stand behind yourself and listen to it and see what becomes of it. So as you can see, at least for me, intuition is not a cut and dry process. And for many of my clients, it's not cut and dry. It's going deeper with yourself. It's cultivating a relationship with yourself over time so that you can build the trust that you can move through that process, as well as the trust that your gut sense is what's right for you. And about deciphering underneath what is going on at a concrete level versus taking things for the surface value. So per the conversation today, I want to leave you with one healing activity that can support you in building trust. So if you'd like to hang in here with me, um, feel free to find a comfortable space or if you're in transit, just find a space where you feel like you can tune into yourself. So here we go. As you let yourself just rest here, release all of the day so far. Release work, release any stressors on you. Release the past and the future. And find yourself aligned with right now. Feel into your breath and your body allowing whatever is here to be present. Feel whatever is supporting you, whether it's a chair or the ground. Sense the support of earth below you. Now I invite you to open to a time where you've either had trust for yourself or some inner knowing and that you went with it and it went well. Or that it worked out.
If this is challenging, just notice that experience and be gentle with yourself and stay with the question. Just see if anything shows up for you. And if you do have a memory of a time where you trusted yourself and it worked out for you, I invite you to stay with that and imagine that experience. And as you picture that experience, notice what happens now inside your body. Notice the moment that you had the inner knowing or trust. And as you feel into that particular moment, then into your body now and see where your body shows you that trust or knowing. How do you know? Sometimes there's a sense of relief. Sometimes there's an expansion or a settled feeling in me. Just check to see where your body shows you, yes, this is right for you. This part of the exercise might be something you revisit or you stay with. So feel free to pause the podcast if you'd like to stay here. Or rewind if you'd like to hear it again and try again. And if you'd like to continue, go ahead and stay with your experience of knowing and follow the memory that you experience here like it were a movie. And as you follow this experience that you've had where you trusted yourself and it worked out, Notice how it feels in your body and your heart now. Sense into the emotions, the body sensations, just how it feels to be in your body as you picture this right now. Allow yourself to notice all the way to the end of the experience where you felt that it worked out. And hang out there in that space for some time where you knew it worked out. And picture anything you can about that moment, where you were, what happened. And check in with right here and right now how you feel in your body. Notice any beliefs you have of yourself. Some examples are, I'm capable, or I can trust myself, or I did it. And notice how that feels. And feel free to hang out here for as long as you'd like to and revisit this feeling daily or weekly. And the more that you experience it and let this marinate in you, the more that your inner trust can build over time. 
knowing how your body tells you, yes, this is right, or this is what to trust, this is the inner knowing you have right now, how your physical body and your emotions experience it, will tell you in the future when you're sensing some new information whether it's something to listen to or not. So take a moment and honor anything that came to you in this experience. Honor any emotion, thought, feeling, or picture in your mind. And just take a moment to respect the experience of your body, your memory, and your intuition at its current state. And thank your body for showing you everything that it has in this experience. Gratitude is what can build the trust over time. Gratitude that all of the sensations and emotions are a message and can be a cue for what's next. And if you're ready to shift out of this, just slowly notice your surroundings before you even open your eyes. And as you're ready to open the eyes and just look around you and orient yourself to right here and now. So as we conclude this meditation and visualization experience again just thank yourself for participating to whatever degree you did and just know that this is a process and to be gentle and patient with yourself especially if you're just beginning so that you can just cultivate this budding relationship or advance your relationship with yourself wherever you're at So as we conclude this exercise and this conversation today, I'd like to leave you with just one last experience that I've had. And I wonder if you experience it yourself. Recently, I had the sense that I just need to rest even more. Even though in the last five, six months, I've been doing so much rest and emotional work what I didn't realize was I just needed more and I needed more rest that wasn't the emotional work. But it took some time to get to the place where I could even accept that that was a choice. And what happened was the fear of what it would bring just clobbered my sense that I actually had. The fear that somehow the things that I've worked for would fade away or that maybe I wouldn't have enough money financially to get through this period of time or that in the future I wouldn't have enough if I slowed down now. And all of those fears, when I did take a look at them, just didn't really have much basis in my reality at this point. And reminding myself of how things have gone in the past helped me to release some of those fears. But what really made the difference was when a friend of mine sensed into what I was saying and said, think you know what you need to do. And I knew exactly what she was talking about and it instantly brought me relief. What I noticed is that when 
I have this sense that there's something in me that knows what to do. And if I have complete validation for it from someone else, that I can allow myself to have that choice and the right thing for me. So something that I can imagine for myself now is that when I'm stuck in a choice or just feeling like I'm suffering around something anxious or maybe even depressed because I'm not allowing myself the thing I know I need, just imagine a loving presence with me, talking me through that and telling me, I think you know what you need to do. And just trusting that wholeheartedly and seeing what comes of that for me. And letting myself have the outer validation from within me so that I can feel into my intuition even deeper and sense into something that my body, my heart, or my soul is trying to tell me that I need to do now. I want to thank you for listening in on this whole conversation. And I hope that it's given you something to think about or to sense into. And that perhaps it opens you up to your own ways of inner knowing and inner wisdom. I also want to send a special shout out to the person who gave me that question to begin with. Thank you so much. And I hope you are here listening to this conversation. And I want to leave everyone and myself with the question, what's here now? What do I need to do now? As just a refreshing question to continue to ask ourselves so that we can tune in and listen to whatever inner knowing is there. So we're at the end today. And before you go, I'd like to invite you to listen to more interviews, meditations, and healing explorations on my podcast. And you can find all of the podcasts at candicewoo.com slash podcast. Also, I invite you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter and become a member of the Embodied Community on CandiceWu.com slash embody, where you can get all sorts of free resources and access to information about my retreats and private sessions as well as workshops. Sending lots of love to all of you out there and see you next time on the Embody Podcast.